Broadcasting from the Any Hour Services Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Mike Wilson, and on this episode of In the House, we're going to be talking about causes or what causes air conditioners to freeze up and ice over. Let's go. In the House is a podcast about the major systems in the house, electrical, plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. Each week, I'm joined by a panel of experts. We pick a topic and we discuss it in depth. It's meant to be informative and hopefully bring you some value. If you've heard the show before, thanks for coming back. We'd really appreciate it if you could go and leave us a review on whatever platforms you listen to uh, the podcast on. And if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe so you get notified next time a new episode comes out. Like I said before, we're going to be talking about why air conditioners ice over. And to help us defrost this topic, I've got, did you like that? that I couldn't, I couldn't wait. Clever. To like, <laughs> I was going to like introduce you and then be like, hey, what'd you, what'd you guys think of that? But I, I was too proud of myself. Yeah. Clever. <laughs> anyway, I've got Kevin and Dick with us here today to help us talk about this. Um, they're managers over the HVAC departments at Any Hour Services. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, it's really hard to find um, clean jokes around the trades. Like I've, I've, I've thought about trying to start each episode with a joke. And then on the last episode, it was a plumbing episode and I tried to look up plumbing jokes and they were either like, I mean, I, I say some dumb jokes, Mm -hmm. but like if I read a joke and I'm like, how could someone consider that a joke? That's a bad thing. Or it was like really not appropriate for our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I've never tried looking up HVAC jokes. I haven't either. But one of, one of uh, the things that we like doing at our house is uh, once we got um, like Alexa's all over the house, we would go around and we would just say, Alexa, tell me a joke. And it would just say a joke. But then we realized you could get super specific and you could say, tell me a teacher joke or tell me a joke about Halloween or or whatever. And uh, so now that's our thing. We try and see how specific we can get, you know, tell me a plumbing joke, tell me an electrical joke. And I should have consulted her before I did that last podcast, but I'm going to go home and I actually, I've got it on my phone. Let's see what happens. This is a clever experiment. You guys talk amongst yourself while I get this pulled up. How you doing, Richard? Fantastic. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. How's the installs? They're going good. How's your service. It's good, actually. This weather's been a little crazy. Okay, hang on. I think it's working. <laughs> Alexa. Wait. Nope. Hang on. Alexa, tell me an HVAC joke. I don't have a joke about that. Uh, hang on. Hang on. I'm not done. Alexa, tell me an air conditioning joke. I don't have a joke about that. <sighs> After really, I said so really many nice things right about... Uh, <laughs> So, uh, okay. Hopefully you kept the receipt on those Hashtag things. Hashtag fail. No, it actually, we, I mean, that's not what this episode is about, but we, we love ours in our house. It, we use them as an intercom a lot because like it's, it was a really cheap way. I remember back in the day, like going and trying to wire houses because they wanted an intercom, you know, going in each room and stuff. And now you can just plug something in and well, I guess everyone carries around a phone that you could actually just call the person in the other room. Never mind. All right. No, I actually, hey, I my, actually use mine for that, making announcements and stuff. Uh-huh. No, I do that as well. Yeah, my I, wife made, made every, every single room has them, and that's what she uses. Really? See, I got mocked really heavily when 
like right out the gate, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm going to put them in every room. And I started buying them from people off of KSL for like super cheap. And when, when I would come across somebody that had several of them, because what would happen is they would buy them during like Amazon days and get them for less. And they thought they were going to like make some money. And so I'd let them like sit on them for a while. And then I'd come in and I'd be like, oh, I'll give you 30 bucks for this. And they're like, it's worth this. I was like, yeah, but you bought it for this. And I'm just trying to like get more for my house. And so many people text me back like, why do you need so many? I'm like, why you got so many questions? I got cash. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. What's the show about today? Why air conditioners ice over? Freezing up. That was a good segue. All right. So let's let's just start out with the basics. Uh, you know, how often, Richard, do you come across this out in the field, the service guys? Oh, they come across it daily. Daily. Yeah, we get phone calls all the time. My air conditioner's frozen up. It's mm-hmm. nonstop. Now, do when people say my air conditioner's frozen up, do they... Do you think they often enough know that like, okay, is I mean, it's got ice on it or do they just mean like it's frozen up, meaning like it's not running? No, I think it's no, it's they see ice. Okay. So what is that? I mean, is it ice? When I was younger, I used to think like it was some type of weird chemical reaction. I didn't know, you know, it looks like ice. It's cold like ice, but uh, did it taste like ice? You know it did. Kevin, you yeah. are developing a reputation for doing really weird things with your air conditioner. And I'm asking you. I, I, did, I never tasted look, it. I, never, I knew it was ice. I, I was did a, not throw grasshoppers in my air conditioner. I was a smart kid. I did not go and lick the ice on the air conditioner. Touche. <laughs> but you did? No. Oh, I was like. I did the grasshopper thing, but I never did lick the ice. That's, that I is interesting. I don't remember ours ever freezing up. I want to walk a day in Kevin's shoes. Do you... Uh, Oh, speaking of shoes, check this out. Oh, check out the any-hour socks. Any-hour services socks. And there's like a little uh, embroidered logo like Stance. It's our truck with the little logo on the side. Those are coming soon to the swag shop. Mike's got all the cool stuff like that. I so do. They're not here yet. No. Well, I mean, this is a sample pair. So when when you order things overseas where they have to like make large – uh, production runs of it because that's the only way we can really get the price down is to do like a large quantity when they do them they will send you a sample before they do a run of like 800 pairs of socks are they comfy they are actually really nice they're they're like a nice woven sock they're not too thin sometimes when you get like a sublimated sock it's like super thin but mm-hmm. it's not even like a good thin sock because you've got like church socks or, or dress socks are um are a thinner material, but they're, they're woven and they're still nice. But like sometimes a sublimated sock where it's got like full color prints on the, wait, what's, what's the episode about? <laughs> Supp- it's a process of supplemented, supplemated, supplemented. It, it's a process of printing on the fabric. And so if you ever see those socks where they've got like a, the face of somebody or a full color. There's no way you could weave that kind of intricacy into the sock. You can't do it on a loom. Not and like a silk screen. No, that's, that's the old school way. No silk. No, you don't usually silk screen socks. Uh, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about apparel production. Uh, no silk screen is when they like print the, they put the ink on the shirts. Uh-huh. That's not sublimation. No. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know any of this stuff. That's all right. Oh, ice on the air conditioner so is the ice safe to eat since kevin brought it up i would assume so it's, i've never sure honestly it's just condensated water that's frozen so unless you got stuff walking on it or whatever else i don't 
So if it's up high and it looks pure yeah. and it's a hot day. I mean, I don't know that I'd go make a snow cone out of it. I was it, just about to bring up snow cone. Like I mean, if you had. Maybe if you were starving and you had some extra snow cone juice and you're like, hey, let's. Uh, I don't know that starving, like if I'm like really hungry, I don't know that maybe, like snow maybe cone is what I think. Maybe you're a guy who's if you're really missing the snow shack. <laughs> I'm starting to think maybe just not a day in Kevin's shoes, but in his head. <laughs> Like some, well, only, I would like to point out, I'm probably the one that has like derailed this the most yeah. and in the most directions. I've been the quietest so far. I'm going to point that out now. Speaking of being quiet, I'm just kidding. Okay, so back to uh, back to the air conditioner. So you say it's just condensation that is frozen. So, I mean, it is ice. Um, let's talk about the reasons, the most common reasons that an air conditioner ices up and maybe what we can do about some of those things. So what's, what would you say is maybe the most common thing? We get a lot in the first of the year when we first start turning air conditioners on dirty, dirty air filter. That's hmm. probably the most common thing. The first of the year is because people are first turning on. So all the ones that should work properly because the filters weren't changed, they freeze up. That's a big one, right? The first of the year, it kind of comes in waves of what we see. So let's, I guess let's take a step back because when you bring up the air filter, um, as a, a basic for, for a lot of the causes, well, I don't know. Cause like with the filter, that's a lack of airflow, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, cooling the air and the refrigerant, it's really just a process of heat transfer. Right. And yeah. so in the summer you're trying to take heat out of the air that you're conditioning. And in the uh, winter, you're trying to put heat back into the air. Mm-hmm. And so that process of trying to take heat out of the air means you've got this refrigerant that's really cold. Um, and as the air blows over it, that's how you remove the heat is it is blowing across these cold coils. And when you don't have enough warm air going across these coils to remove that heat or the to, to remove the heat from the air or reverse to like absorb some of that cold that's when you start having um issues with uh it icing over Mm -hmm. right okay so dirty air filter is a common one you 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 were you actually pointed out that like oh that's more common in the beginning of the season so you don't have that throughout the no we do we definitely do but air conditioners are gonna break usually well i mean there's several different reasons i mean you could be low on refrigerant um you'll hear me say refrigerant freon i just use it as a term sure so if you're low on that, that'll cause it. I mean, all winter long, it sits there, it's pressurized, so you can be leaking throughout the year. But we still get those calls the first of the year. But those first calls with the dirty filter seem to be at the first of it. And then people change it, and then it reminds them. So we don't. We still get them throughout the season. Also at the first of the, the year, uh, when people are leaving the covers on their air conditioners, does that cause it to, to ice over, or does that cause the system to overheat? Overheat. Overheat with the compressor and all the things inside there. Yeah, it'll shut down. Okay, good to know. All right, so reason number one, dirty air filter. Obviously, the solution to that would be to, you know, make sure you've got a clean air filter. Um, another one, what's what's an, another one? Actually, I'll go in order off my outline since you guys don't have it in front of you. I have it in front of Oh, you of do? Me. Okay, cool. So, uh, I mean, Kevin, uh, or Richard, what's another reason that... Uh, that very nice. <laughs> Well, I feel singled out. Well, did you bring your, your I, iPad? I brought my phone. I actually tried to pull it up, but it wouldn't let me in. I brought I'm mine. Just well, I shared it with you. I know, but for some reason, it won't let me pull it up. Anyway, well, you know, interesting. You asked that question, Mike. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what else is? Is too many registers are closed closed off or returns are blocked. <laughs> That's another great idea. 
So, so talk to us about that one while I take a Same picture thing with- of this list and send it to Kevin so he can pull it up on his phone. See, look. Oh, wait, you got it. No, I got it, but it won't let me open it because for some reason What's it, it says, say? you need access. Oh, if only there was a button that says request access. And I request access. You did do? It's going to be easy. (laughs) Oh, I see it come through right there. Look, I'm going to go into. That's the second time? Uh I'm not the greatest at checking my emails. He was busy with his socks, Kevin. All right. Oh, those. Hey. Hey, can you put me down for 10 pairs of socks? 10 pair. Yeah. uh, When they come in. Yeah. I'd be able to. uh, I think they'd be awesome for the uniforms because like, you know, you got the black pants and. I'm just thinking for any time. Well, okay. Oh, wait. Okay. So since let me hit, let me send this. I think I just shared it with you. Share. Are you sure you want to share the character of this person requesting it is questionable. What Google? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I made that up. No, okay. So it could be cool true. thing about these socks. Check this out. Mm. Oh. On the top of the socks. Uh, I, I got, got the I core got values. You got win, 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 honesty and integrity, hard work, fully invested. Nice. Right. Those are actually cool. I like yeah, the red on there. Now my foot's like, one foot is cold. Well, it's like 15 degrees in here. Well, yeah, yeah but our air conditioner is awesome. not freezing up. Yeah, no kidding. Man, it's, it's working good. Uh, okay, anyone on the camera watching, I didn't want to have one cold foot, so I kicked the other shoe off because I didn't want to like bend down and like tie my, <laughs> untie my shoe and put it back on. Too much information. Uh, this is a really bad podcast. Uh, okay, so anyone listening, we'll get back to the show, I promise. Right now. Okay, so another reason that air conditioners freeze up the registers. So a lot of people think that I'm going to close the registers off in rooms that I'm not using because a really common thing is people have hot and cold spots in the house. And in the summertime, you don't want to be in a, in a hot room. And so I know that logic, I can understand why the logic would say, okay, I'm going to take the air that would be going into this room that I'm not using. I'm going to close off the vents and that'll just pump more cold air into another room. So talk to me about why closing off vents and doing things like that, why that could have a negative effect and cause the system to ice over. Furnaces and air conditioners are designed to move so much air. And if you have a too many vents closed, it's going to cause back pressure. It's going to cause the, the system to work harder. So that's where we get to where the air flows. Same thing, you get that coil, it's just getting colder and colder and colder. You know, you need 16 vents or whatever it is. You close off too many vents, it's going to do the same thing as a dirty filter. You don't have the air movement you need, and it's going to freeze up. The, the thing that can happen, you, uh, the pipes that are ran to the different vents, they can only handle so much air based on the amount of force that's being pushed by that blower motor. And so, you know, if it's already maxed out and you close off these vents, those, those are still going to blow the same amount. You know, if, if, if you've got tons of vents, yeah, it could help in certain scenarios, but typically if you're going to be like that, then you've got way more vents than you needed to begin with. You know, I think that you probably run more into not having enough vents in your duct design for the size of the AC. And that's a lot of what happens. You know, your borderline with your, uh, amount of airflow capacity. And so you start closing those off and you were already right there on the cusp of just having enough. And so they start getting closed and that's where it cuts the airflow down and you get froze. Yeah. Another one with the return vents, I, I see a lot in homes. I don't know why, and maybe you can answer this since you guys have done new construction, like of all the places that you could put the return airs, they seem to put them exactly like in the middle of a wall where someone would want to put a couch or an entertainment center. And so people like cover the things up with like furniture and things like that. And maybe it's because they don't, 
understand, uh, you know, what the purpose of that thing is. But anyway. Yeah, we know. try to, <laughs> during construction, it's hard. You don't know where the customer is going to lay it out and you've got to kind of design it to where your ductwork and everything works. But it's really hard. That's one thing we see quite a bit. Somebody goes and buys a big new couch or a new entertainment stand. It's like, hey, let's block this cold air return. And it's like, well, my air conditioner used to work, but now it's a problem. It's like, mm. what have you changed? Oh, I haven't changed anything. Oh, wait, I added this big, huge entertainment and I cut this out or we remodeled it and we did away with that. So we see that quite a bit as well. Return air is blocked. A lot of times when you do new construction, you're putting returns in the only places you can find even put them because when they do all the engineering and stuff on a house, they are not planning on airflow. They, they absolutely do not plan on it. Right. And I so, hear that said by every trade day though. So who's like plan, like plumbers are like, they don't plan for the plumbing electric. They don't plan for the electrical. What are they planning for? <laughs> Good couches, <laughs> couches, yeah. the TV. <laughs> okay. Well, well that works. Uh, Kevin, did you get in? You, do you have the outline or? I haven't even tried since you did that. <laughs> the whole purpose of me like putting on that show and distracting everyone was so I distracted so well that like uh, you were distracted. <laughs> Man, that didn't work very well. Hey, look, well. there it is. It is. Okay, you're in there. Uh, so I don't know. What's a, what's another thing that could cause air conditioners to freeze yep. up? Kevin, why don't you take this one? Oh, yes. I was trying not to talk too much. You fell. fail. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> um, well, you know. Three. I had to look and read down it. Shut up. And you don't have to like read the exact words and make it sound like we're well, reading Mike, them. It's really just like a thought starter. Coincidentally, <laughs> a plugged evaporator coil can also cause your coil to freeze up. All right. So not everyone knows what an evaporator coil is and they don't know what it means to be plugged. So let's uh, break that down for people. Uh, so what what is that? Well, we we're talking about coils right the uh, you got two sets of coils the ones that's outside is the condensing coil mm -hmm. one that's inside that sits on top of your furnace is your evaporator coil that's the coil that's actually during the ac process that's going to be getting cold right so typically when you're going to freeze up that's where it's going to freeze up first. first so the coils in the system are really is the the magic behind that heat transfer process so you've got um you've got the refrigerant that we talk about is running in these copper tubes back and forth between these coils. When it's in the house, it is removing heat from the air and making the air cold. And outside, it is then removing what? Removing heat from the refrigerant and so that it can send cold uh, refrigerant back into the house. And so that circulation there, all those processes, the most important thing, I know in one of my videos, jokingly, I, I said, you know, the most important thing in real estate is what? Location, location, location. But in air conditioning or HVAC, the most important thing is airflow, airflow, airflow. And so that airflow is, is super important. So the coil that is, and to explain what the coils look like, if you haven't seen, maybe you've seen the one outside, but if you think about uh, a radiator, like in the front of your car, how it's got those thin uh, metal pieces and it's, you know, it's th that is made to help keep the engine cool because you've got the air blowing across it and you've got a fan that assists that in a car. Your air conditioner is very similar, except you're just trying to um, see this is distracting. Like, see, I'm not sure what you just did. I, I sent you a picture of a coil. So we talked yesterday about maybe doing some pictures during the podcast. So I sent you a picture of a coil that's pretty open. That was one of my guys that took this picture. Oh, I got you one that's open and iced over. It's starting to ice over. Starting as you can see. to. Yep. Because like Kevin said earlier, we get the call a lot. That we people... should have set a uh, 
what's it called? Like time lapse on that to like show the ice oh, forming. Cool. Could we simulate something oh, yeah. like that? Like Easily. just grab a coil from the from the thing and do a thing thing with the yeah, thing. You could, do, you could do something. Yeah. No, we could just take the cover off and have the air come by. That would be really. I wasn't cool. quite sure if it was like something that was like useful Work or related. if I had said something like really <laughs> wrong and you were like trying to no, not no. call me out on the show or something. Mike, no. Stop being an idiot. No, that coil right there is a, that's a pretty <laughs> that's, good picture. That's just Sin. known. That's a good picture of one. So yeah, no, that is. We'll we'll throw that up on the on the screen. Austin, we, remind me to text that to you. We get that we get that a lot. People are like, oh my my air conditioner froze up. They let it thaw out outside and think, oh, it's good now. But it's actually the inside that starts, and that can get to be like a block of ice, three inches of ice, and that takes hours and hours and hours to cool. Gotcha. To yeah, a lot of times you gotta let it sit overnight. Got it. So okay, so we start. So that's what a coil is, and there's two coils. There's one outside and there's one inside. Now. Talk to us about how that gets plugged up and how airflow ties into that. With the coil on the inside, yeah. evaporate. We're talking about the evaporator yep. coil still. Well, I don't. I don't know that we totally explained it for people to understand what a plugged, um, you know, evaporator coil is. So, you know, I was just looking through your list. The thing that people need to understand is ninety percent of the reasons that thing's going to freeze up has to do with airflow, mm -hmm. right? And so, what are the things that are going to restrict your airflow? We already talked about filter. The evaporator coil, when you look at it, if you get in there and you see a nice clean one, it looks like what? Kind of like a filter, but it's it looks like a radiator kind of. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so... I do, because that's why I pointed out the radiator, like, parallel that I drew. Mike, you're being an... Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm being a technician? <laughs> you're being a jerk again. Um, or technician. Kevin, quit being an... Oh, wait. <laughs> okay. Um, no, so... But you've got the evaporator coil, which reduces the airflow mm -hmm. if it's if it gets plugged up. And I gotta say, some of these coils, when you go to them, they are way clogged up. I mean, so there's tell me how that happens. Like, what's it clogged up with? A filter. The filter doesn't. If the it's filter clogged up with a filter. No, no, no. Okay. So if that Almost. if the filter isn't installed properly, air is getting it looks bypassed. like a wool sweater. <laughs> no, really. You, I have end. I have literally peeled off an inch thick where it just peels right off, and it's you could take it and make fabric. Yeah. So it's it's plugged up with dirt. Uh, yeah. animal Anything uh, that hair flowing hair. through your airstream. Yeah, the, usually that's a sign of a bad filtration system right. or your filter isn't doing its job properly. You've got air bypassing the filter somehow. Uh, big thing that happens, people just don't replace their filter mm -hmm. often enough. And I mean, how many collapsed filters do you see? Because they've been in there for so long, they're so plugged up, the suction's finally pulled them into where there's a gap. Right, there's a, it's, it's a one, most of them are a really one inexpensive one-inch mm -hmm. filter. And when you, when you aren't allowing any air to come through, you've got this really strong motor that's creating a lot of force mm -hmm. and you know, air has mass and it's going to try and move and it's going to move things out of its way. And so that filter, like you just said, it'll collapse. And so it'll start pulling everything that the filter was supposed to catch. It'll start uh, pulling it and it'll start collecting on the, on the coil. And as that collects, it does just like the filter and it won't let air pass through. And when you don't have air passing over that coil, that's when you start having the thing start to ice over when it's properly balanced. Excuse me. When what's balanced? The refrigerant, your AC system. You've got the refrigerant in there uh, based off of temperatures and pressures and everything else and airflow. There's a balance that you have to, mm -hmm. excuse me, there's a balance you have to achieve, right? And so once something in that balance starts to get offset, we're talking about airflow, then that's when it starts to freeze. So where's I going with that? I had something good. I'm not sure. I got distracted by your cough and I was going to say there's a bottle that's, of water if you need. That's distracted me too. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, so 
with your evaporator coil, yes, when it's getting plugged off, that's not the only coil that can get plugged off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you've got your evaporator coil that sits up above, but if you've got a high efficiency furnace down below, you can have the secondary heat exchanger, which can get plugged off also, which has a similar type coil that's down below. Okay. Stay, stay up there on the mic so that you're not getting too far away. I, I just feel like I need to cough again. So I'm. Yeah, but like you're not coughing, you're talking. So you're like, you're like, I'm going to try and like avoid the cough, but I'm going to talk over here. Mike, dear Mike, you're being. <laughs> what is it about? I, I'm just like trying to, I'm trying to make sure it's a good audio experience for anyone listening. That's all. Sorry, listeners. Thank you, Mike. Your guests don't care as much about your ear and the sound quality and all of that stuff. Okay, Kevin, continue on your dirty dirty coil. You're talking about the secondary. Okay, so I don't remember what I was talking about. uh, We talked about a plug coil, right? Okay, so um, other things. I think we 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 talked that one to death. What's uh? But we talked about there being two coils. So is it? And and maybe I'm wrong here. I don't know. But like the coil plugging up inside, we talked about the cover being over the outside unit and that causing it to overheat. So if the coil on the outside gets plugged, is the more common thing overheating or is, does that also contribute to the thing icing over the more common to overheating? Really? Okay. Yeah. It's more common overheating because that air isn't moving through there. So it's more common that I gotcha. But does that, would that contribute if that's overheating and not doing its job, would that reduce like the, the pressure or something and cause the temperature to drop at the coil inside or not really? It's going to cause my pressure to go higher. Okay. On my high side. And there's a correlation between the pressure and the temperature of the refrigerant. So if it goes up, so that's not necessarily going to cause it to ice over. Here's the thing with air conditioning. You can have a little of everything and it makes a big difference. Sure. So that's a big thing challenge with air conditioning. You can go out and it could be just a little bit of an air of dirty filter a little dirty coil, a little low, a little plugged here. And that but makes all a of those things add up. All those things add up. So it's kind of hard to say that, yes, this can or cannot be alone on that one. But Well, and what we're really just trying to do is say, here's like what happens most of the time. So if that's not a huge contributing factor, yeah. then, you know, that's cool. It might. Well, that one's not going to be huge. Okay, cool. This is where the panel of experts have to like, you know, chime in and let us know what's going on. Uh, you, you actually alluded to something. You started talking about low refrigerant earlier. And I think that a lot of people think, oh, it's low on refrigerant. That's going to not make it ice over because you think ice that's extra cold, low refrigerant. I think a lot of people think if it's low on refrigerant, it's not going to be as cold. So talk to me about how low refrigerant can, um, cause it to ice over. It heat transfer is just not as good. So it's basically turning to vapor too soon. Okay. So uh, that one we get a lot. That's probably the second most common problem we run into. Okay. Dirty filter. I mean, it's hard to say which one's the most, but low refrigerant, we get a ton. It's just not doing its job. And so it gets too low. It gets below that 32 degrees. And so it starts freezing up. We see that a lot. And again, that leaks, Kevin, you probably agree with me. Most leaks are inside the coil. Yeah. So we get, yeah, they get rust so. in there, corrosion, and they start leaking a little bit. Then throughout they, the year they leak and Hey, it worked fine last year, but this year it doesn't, it's leaked out. So and the, those are my favorite calls that we get. Not really, but it's like, Hey, I just need some more gas. Give me some more gas and I'll be fine. It's like, 
you've done this several times, haven't you? Oh yeah. It's like, well, that means there's a problem. You should never have to fill your air conditioner ever. Hmm. If you do, there's a problem. Gotcha. Okay. So low refrigerant can uh, cause the system to ice over. Uh, what about, uh, some, I, I heard someone talk one time about, uh, how your system, like because of the science and the physics of heat transfer, you can, you can't just dial up Antarctica as much as like some HVAC companies want to get on the air on the radio and say, Oh, we'll put in a system. You can dial up Antarctica. Like, you know, you can't go as low as you want to because you're, you're limited with how much uh, lower you can go. So talk to me about that process. Like, I guess where I'm going is if someone is trying to set their thermostat too low and like essentially like work the thing too hard, I guess is, Talk so to me about that. If you set your thermostat extremely who's, low. Who's like tapping with their fingers? Kevin. He's fidgety. Kevin, you need to hear. I just, I just heard it like there, going yeah, on. I'm tapping my foot now. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> we got, that's why we put carpet down. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're good. So on that one, if, if you set, for example, like my house, I can turn my, my air conditioner as low as I want, and it's only going to get down to so low. It's not going to get any lower because it's doing its job. It's removing all the heat it can to keep up. If it's 95 degrees... It's, it won't freeze up. It's just not going to. It's going to run. Now, if it's colder outside and you run that thing and it gets down to 65, then yes, it can freeze up. But if it's on a hot day and it runs all day, it's not going to freeze up. If it does, there's a problem. Gotcha. So that might be something that might happen at the beginning of the season if somebody's yeah, really time, aggressive yeah. trying to cool the house or maybe in the fall or something. Yeah, if, they, if somebody turns their air conditioner, you know, finally that spring first day and they just crank their air conditioner like it's hot and they grab the thermostat and turn it down to 60 forget to change it back and then next morning they wake up it's frozen it's mm. because they turned it too low and it was the ambient outside was too cold gotcha so there is some truth there but on a hot day if it freezes up you've got a problem hot day in the middle of the summer yeah okay um let's see what else what are some other things that cause your system to freeze up you requested access <laughs> well complained funny, about funny not having access in it <laughs> It is funny. <laughs> if only we knew this was a show where I ask questions that I give you in advance. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. Okay. Um, so obviously you've got on the list that your blower motor is bad. Okay. Uh, essentially, again, again, I, I I'm not the expert. I I mean I don't want to like keep drawing attention to the fact that I, we have an I, outline. I send but you questions that I send you, right? Questions that I send you, but I'm not the expert. Right. If we're not going off the questions that he sends us, then oh, oh, he's asking oh, us questions. Oh, do we want to go there? Do we want to go <laughs> to why Mike has to send the outline? You guys are busy. And like, I don't as much as I'm like, hey, guys, it'd be really good on these technical episodes if you guys, uh, you know, kind of gave me some outlines. But it doesn't happen. So I end up sending something out from the, the limited knowledge that I have. Like, I know more than the average person, but I've got a limited knowledge. And so I feel slightly chastised. I, I, I haven't said anything, so this so, is all aimed at so you, yeah, Kevin. So if you have a bad blower motor. <laughs> it's aimed at everyone <laughs> that joins me on this show. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, so, so I guess my point is the outline, I send it to you and on me, I send it like super last minute, but like that's your opportunity to like go through and be like, oh, that's a stupid one. It doesn't contribute <laughs> I think, like this one. So, so yeah. So um, I think you do a bang up job. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'd say that. That was my way. <laughs> nah. 
<laughs> Maybe not using those words. So uh, when you do go and review the show, I know I say it all the time, but I'm very sensitive. I'm fishing for compliments. And so be generous <laughs> with those. <laughs> Mike, I think your topics and outlines, the way the f- show flows is awesome. Anyway, um, so we talked about airflow and a big contributor to how much airflow you have can be that big, huge motor. Yeah. Blower motor, if it's not running, if it's not running at the right RPMs, hmm. uh, if you're now, we had a big controversy when we started calling it a squirrel cage. But I was just going to. If you're blower I'm glad wheel, you said that. It was blower a controversy. Wheel, hamster the, wheel, the I think fan. you said it was. I did not say that it was a hamster wheel, but the way that you described it, the fact that it goes around and around and it's it's placed in the same position that a hamster wheel would be placed and that it spins like that, I was just saying that a hamster wheel feels like a more accurately described, like, you know, picture of what the blower fan is. And a squirrel cage makes me think of a trap. If it makes you feel any better, I would love to see a hamster in one of those. (laughs) Well, mister, I throw grasshoppers in the the outside coil. Powered by the hamster, not powered by the motor. Any kids listening, especially the Van Orman kids, like do not go and grab your hamster and put it in. Yeah, my kids kids don't have a hamster for good reason. You have dogs, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, one's like in labor, right? Like having some speak. puppies. Yes, indeed. You're, you're really, uh, do you breed dogs or it just that no. particular? No, I, I, you're going to have to cut some stuff here. Cause okay. Like, <laughs> we we'll go. I only brought that up because you, we were, we were laughing my, about that earlier. I was about to say, no, nope, no, nope, well, don't, don't say it. Well, no, Mike. <laughs> Just saying. We you That's what was in my head. Here's the thing, <laughs> okay. Kevin. You uh, recognized look at the, the note the time on that. <laughs> that's that's gotta come out. <laughs> Here's the thing. You recognized that you shouldn't say it. I know. I, I you were so proud of the joke <laughs> that you were like, mm, I can't save this one. Nah, it's coming out. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to preface and say, you like, guys mm, do such nah. a good job cutting and splicing this. 12 seconds later. If the fan wheel, yeah, we're going to call it the blower wheel. You can if call it, it gets, whatever you want. If it gets super dirty, you get a lot of the just gunk that gets caked on it. Yep. It'll actually reduce your airflow also. You know, mm. so all these have go back to airflow. Yep. You know, but uh, it does. You, you can pull those blower wheels out and they will have, I mean, piles of stuff just stuck to them, Mm -hmm. which is bad for a couple reasons, but one of them is it cuts down the airflow. If you think about it, like how many times have you looked up at a ceiling fan and seen that layer of like dust and fuzz that builds up on the leading edge Mm -hmm. of the blade, your squirrel cage, hamster wheel, your blower motor fan, that has tons of leading edges. And if you're not keeping a clean air filter or something happens and it collapses, that same dust and dirt that's building up on the coil is getting is building up on the leading edge of your of the blades on that blower motor and you're same thing you're like reducing the airflow and yeah. they can get really plugged up mm-hmm. i mean yeah, they're spinning most a lot of those motors are like 1075 rpms yeah so we'll just lump the motor into like as as one thing but you can it can the motor the not the motor but the fan can be dirty and not moving enough air if the motor goes out completely and it's not running that can that can not obviously that's not moving air uh but it then in relation to that if you've got some type of communication issue or the circuit board's not working and sending the motor might be fine but it's not getting the message or power from the circuit board to turn on that also is going to 
to be an issue there. I think I just found me an overflow service tech here. Hmm. I'm going to start putting you in a service truck when we get like slam busy like today. As long as you review the outlines that I send you before I go I, on the I call. reviewed them. <laughs> Somebody that didn't have access didn't review No, them. I had access on my other computer. I, went, I read it. Oh, okay. You're just acting I like just, you didn't. I just didn't have it here. Oh, got it. Um. <laughs> but yeah, the, the circuit board, like I said, there's whatever can cause that blower mod not to spin got can it. cause it to freeze up. Uh, okay, and so then one that I found as I was doing research that I actually don't understand to the level that I'm going to need you guys to explain to people, and, and as you're explaining it, explain it as a technical as you want, and I'll be sure to slow you down and say, okay, I don't get that. But uh, a restricted metering device, talk to us about what a metering device is and why that would contribute. I'm going to try an analogy. I don't know if it's going to work out, but okay. I'm going to try it. All right. So imagine a, a stream of water flowing down the mountain in yep. the middle of winter. Okay. Large, it's going to freeze, but it's not going to fully freeze. Correct. Okay. Now imagine just a little trickle. What's going to happen. It's going to freeze entirely. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. We get a restriction inside the co copper tubing and anything. We don't have enough refrigerant flowing. It's going to freeze solid. What's, the, what's the metering device though? So it's a little device that is it, it like a TXV or yeah. like different so, things like that. So there's a TXV and there's a piston. Got it. So the TXV allows the metering device to open or close depending on the temperature outside and the temperature of the, of the tubings. So is that simulating the same thing that happens when you've got low refrigerant because it's not letting enough refrigerant go by? Is that what the metering device is doing? Is it's metering it too much or what's, what's no, happening? No, it, it can. If you get like something, if there's a piece of metal or something like that mm -hmm. from your compressor breaks off and blocks that metering device, that metering device is designed to do a certain thing and basically with the amount of refrigerant going through the coil. If it gets blocked, it'll cause a problem. Gotcha. And the TXV, it opens and closes. Let's say if it gets stuck closed, it's not allowing enough in there. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, um, well, let's talk about what a homeowner should do. So we talked about here are all the things that could happen. But if you're listening to the show and you're like, cool, well, I got one. Now what do I do? So um, what do we do if we end up with our we find ice on where are the places that they're going to see the ice? Because we talked about the coil. Um, the inside coil starting most of the time where it freezes up, but most people don't see that device. No, so where most, are they going to see that? Most ice? people see it outside. Really? They're outside doing yard work or playing or mm. out on the patio and they notice ice on the air conditioner. That's where they'll first see it. But if you want to really start first see it, you'll see it downstairs on the copper tubing. Where gotcha. It comes out of the coil. And um, since it is condensation, you're probably only going to see it where you don't have insulation, yeah. right? Because that insulation is supposed to help, um, you know, so you don't have the condensation there. So wherever you end up with condensation, that's where you're going to end up seeing the ice. So yeah. You can see it down where the refrigerant lines are just going into the... Um, Do you want me to send you another picture, Mike? Sure. I will not get distracted this time. Okay, don't get distracted. I'll get distracted a little bit because you actually told me that you were going to do it and it like took the conversation over. But that was smart to warn me that it was going to come through. And okay, back to it. Um, one thing to point out, yep. just because you don't see ice outside or anywhere else does not mean it's not frozen. It can still be frozen. Mm. There's varying levels of frozen. That's true because it'll it might freeze there at the coil. And the longer it goes on, the longer mm -hmm. it runs, the ice kind of works its way out yeah to yeah I've, I've seen coils where they've got a skiff of ice and i've seen coils where they were from side to side of your entire duct plenum that's there where what, they're frozen solid what you know? is a skiff like i know the american system of measurements and metric 
But I'll, like, what is so sick? I'll send you a uh, a table later. That hang on, you know. <laughs> hang on. That's this is going to be a new thing on the show. Let me get to my Alexa app here. All right. You want to bet next time we come back here, there's going to be an Alexa sitting there. There might be. Hang on. We'll mic her up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alexa, what is a skiff of ice? Here's something I found on the web. Ooh. According to reference.com, the term skiff refers to a wide range of small boats that generally have flat bottoms. So there's a, a there's a boat of ice <laughs> on the... <laughs> On the uh, coil. So so for those listening that are actually listening to the words that we say, um, words are powerful, Kevin. Yes, they are. We're going to say a slight coating. Okay. <laughs> that couldn't have been better. I was, when I was thinking skiff, I, when I think of skiff itself, like I knew what you were saying. Oh, yes. I know you did. But, uh, but that, that was much more entertaining. Than <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, so you've seen everything I got. I honestly didn't hear what you said after skiff of ice because I was I was not practicing active listening. I was actually it was one of those situations where I heard something. And I was like, well, I'm going to be nice and not interrupt him. Dear but Mike. I'm going to like throw this comment out there. Dear Mike, quit being a jerk. <laughs> you've said that a lot. This Good episode. Thing you, at least you let him know. So he's not getting distracted with it. <laughs> anyone listening like leave me a comment or in your review let me know how this interview style works am i the problem here on the show or is it the guests i'm just kidding be nice i'm too sensitive um say it's them uh let's see okay so you've seen all kinds of things and that ice working its way out from the coil can end up at the compressor the compressor outside can end up frozen up yeah you can have the entire system be froze solid Hmm. i mean how many times you've seen condensers Uh. where the compressor itself has inches and inches that cover the entire thing. Um, but at the same time, you several can have skiffs. Several skiffs. Several, several. It's, it's skiffed times 10. Um, so the coil itself, though, all it takes is enough ice to block off the airflow. Yes. And, and, and so that doesn't mean it has to be solid. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be frozen all the way out to the condenser. Yeah. All that means is that the potential is there that it could be covered. So just because you don't see ice, doesn't mean it's not frozen. It still could be frozen. Perfect. So let's say that, I guess in this situation, to answer this question, it would be to the point where they notice some ice because you you were saying we get calls all the time where people are like, hey, my air conditioner is frozen up. Like they see something, they know it's froze up. So what is the first step? Because like you can't troubleshoot that when it's still a block of ice because in order to troubleshoot a system, it has to be running, right? Yeah, we tell them to shut it off. Okay. Shut the air shut the air conditioner off. Okay, so shut the air conditioner off because if you keep the air conditioner on, it's just going to get worse because yes. it's trying to like uh, Keep, keeps it frozen. Right. And um, I would say this. Now that's that is the best uh, advice for, you know, blanket to everyone, but if you understand and you know how to make sure that your air conditioner isn't running but you can run the fan, that will help speed the process of defrosting the yeah. the ice. If you're if you're a little more advanced, what I would tell you is go outside to your disconnect on your air conditioner and shut the disconnect mm. off and leave everything else as is. Got it. Okay. So. Good advice. Now, but that also brings us to uh, you know a warning that we need to give people if it is iced over uh, and this thing is defrosting. What what are some of the things that could be happening? Or let's warn them about what could happen. You're going to get a lot of water. Yes. Water. If you've got that furnace w- running, that blower motor running. 
water can get on those electrical components and potentially possibly damage it. Yeah. So I haven't had a lot of that, but I would just be, you know, full disclaimer, there is a risk of that. Yeah, you can, even the the condensate drains that come off, when you look at the front of the coil, you got that little three-quarter inch PVC pipe that comes and goes down to the floor drain yep. or to a pump. Mm-hmm. Um, they can freeze to the point where that's actually plugged off mm. and the water can't doesn't have anywhere to go. So as it melts, it just flows down into the furnace itself. And so there is that potential. So you definitely, I, I'll be honest, the safest is the most gradual. Just turn it off. Turn it off and let it go. The, the problem is, is usually when it's at that point, it's 100 degrees outside and you're hot and, you know, you want it done fast. Yeah. I don't and know if so, anybody's patient when they're hot. N- I, no one is. Right. So you got the drip pan underneath, but like uh, when it's up in an attic, you don't want that thing flooding yeah. in an attic. Like there's a lot of things that could happen. So if you if you do shut the system off, you're probably going to see some water on the floor as it's like draining. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you want the technician to also take a look at, um, you know, what, what damage did that water, um, you know, melting inside, did it run down into the components of the furnace and, and different things like that. So, um, Hmm. Well, I mean, we, we've covered. So, well, no, I want to touch on when you're telling us what to do. Yep. Go for it. So make sure the filter's clean. Yes. That's number one thing I would tell someone is your filter clean. If it's dirty, then that's possibly all it is. And I say possibly because we don't know that. That's where we always start. Check the filter because that's going to tell us, do we have enough airflow? Then we can continue to diagnose. If you shut it off and then let it unthaw all the way, check the coil, make sure those lines are unthawed as well. I'd leave it at least six hours uh, to unthaw. Check the filter. If you want to try it again, make sure your vents are all open. If you want to try it again and it fit, uh, freezes up again, you've got a problem. Okay. Then it's going to be more diagnosing and with the refrigerant and stuff, we'll need to get our gauges on there and really see what's going on with it. Okay. Any final words, Kevin? No. That was a final word. Dang it. Ah, trick question. (laughs) (laughs) That's the show. We'll be back next Tuesday with a new episode of In the House. We'll be talking about the uh, part two of our generator series. We talked about portable generators in the first episode, episode 20, if you want to go back and listen to that. Uh, So next week, uh, we'll be talking about standby generators, the bigger ones, where you can actually have enough power to run your air conditioner. I'm going to. If the power goes out. You're going, you have one? No, I need to get mine You're going to get one. Yes. There you go. I want one. Uh, well, if you want to know and do a little bit of research, you could listen to, you know, episode, whatever the next episode is. 24. 24. Is this one 23? This one's 23. All right. There you go. Well, Austin held up the three. I'm guessing that's what it meant. It's 23. Yeah, got he, it. He's nodding his head. All right. Well, there you go. Don't forget to subscribe to the show uh, so that you get notified next time a new episode is released. Uh, if you have some time, again, please go review the show. That's how we know if you like the show or if you don't. Uh, we hope you mostly like the show. <laughs> I'd like to thank everyone that made today's show possible, my guests and everyone behind the scenes. If you'd like to know more about Any Hour Services, visit anyhourservices.com. I've been your host, Mike Wilson, and you've been listening to In the House. See ya. (laughs) 